Welcome to the Greyhound Girl podcast with your host, Dimity Ma. Don't forget, you can follow her on Facebook at The Greyhound Girl. Hi everyone, on this episode of the podcast I speak to Victorian co-trainer of outstanding sprinter Mr Audacious Mark Boozadal. We have a chat about why he and his wife Rachel had to make the unfortunate decision to retire their star sprinter just 18 starts into his promising career which included 14 wins and a group 3 victory. We talk about why they've decided to stand him at stud, the reason behind his early retirement, how he first got into training and we also had a few good laughs. I hope you enjoy this episode. I guess you know a little bit bittersweet you know I mean what started as such a promising you know career for for your boy Mr Audacious finishes with 14 wins from 18 starts I mean you know as disappointing as that you know it's obviously come to an end early you must still be so proud of what he achieved Oh, absolutely. I mean, look, he, he is a – look, even though he's, he's showed on the track how good he is, people have no idea how good he could really have been. I mean, yeah. he, he, he was not at his best when he finished and could never get – we could never get a decent preparation of the dog at all. So, you know, it is what it is. And, you know, look, he was told – we were told he'd never race. Well, the owners were told he'd never race. So, oh, really? Yeah, so there you go. So he ended up having 18 starts. And yep. Yep. You know, so the first person he went, they told him, look, retire him, you'll never race. So, yeah, you know, we took him on because we know the, the owners pretty well. And, um, yep. We said, look, we'll have a crack at him. You never know. It might be just something triggered his issue and we'll sort it out. And, look, we thought we had it under control. And uh, he went for ages without doing anything silly and yep. then it banged and it started again. So, yep. Yep. So the first time he'd done it for you guys, how did you sort of, I mean, I'm just thinking for anyone else out there, I know of a, a couple of other dogs um, that, you know, friends of mine have had in the past that, you know, have yeah. had similar issues. How did you guys manage yeah. it sort of that first time and then sort of moving on? Well, it was, um, <laughs> well, it was just, yeah, all stabbing the dark stuff. I mean, we were just interneting and researching everything on the internet, seeing if anyone yeah. else had the same issue and and, and look, nothing really come of it. We, we tried heaps of different remedies, you know, old housewife's tales. You give them a go and see what happens. And and like I said, he, he doesn't – and the issue with it is he doesn't do it all the time. Yep. So, you know, you could go nine, ten runs with trials and races without him even looking like to him. Yeah, right. And then all of a sudden out of the blue, bang, he does it. Yep. You know, and you think, you go, oh, my God, why, why is he doing this? You know, we did research on epilepsy and – we took him to John Newell after the second one at Sandown. Yep. And um, that man's a genius. I mean, he's an absolute <laughs> genius. Yep. Uh, he, he looked at the dog for five minutes. He, he just grabbed him by the throat and he went down his throat and he said, Mark, I know this from him straight away. He said, this dog has not got epilepsy. He says, definitely not. He said, he's got a soft trick here. He said, what happens? He said, because he's such a quick dog, Mark, he's trying to suck a heap of air in right while he's running. Yeah. And I can squeeze his track here and he closed. He said, no, I shouldn't be able to do that. Yeah, so, right. Yeah, so therefore then he said he's sucking in. He said, and that's restricting his airflow to his lungs, which is oxygen to the brain, which yep. causes the issue. He said, why he doesn't do it all the time, I don't know. Yeah. So he gave us some remedies to try and strengthen that up. And 
Look, it hadn't worked. <laughs> Obviously, if yeah. he got it earlier when he was a young, young dog, you might have been able to do something with it. But, yeah. you know, yeah, look, yeah, it yeah. didn't work. But um, is what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, I mean, when you first, obviously, you, you know, you knew the dog had ability. I mean, it was probably oh, probably one of those cases where you were just sort of pinching yourself after each run going, okay, well, we got him through another run. And then, obviously, he, he managed to knock over a Group 3 race, which I assume must yeah. be a massive highlight. Oh, it was. It was totally. I mean, we look, I've been in, we, my wife and I have been in Greyhounds over 30 years. Never had a group dog in our life. Never even had a dog in a group race. So, <laughs> you know, to, to get to even win one, even though it's only a group three, but it's a classic group three at that St. Ledger at Warrigal. I mean, but at the end of the day, it's a thrill and a half. And, I mean, like, he, made, he made three um, country cup finals. Unfortunately, Shepparton was just bad luck. He just took the wrong at the run at the wrong time and cost him a race. Yep. Ball- Ballarat, we slipped him in our run, which we'd had a hundred times before, and he snaps a bloody toenail. Oh, God. On the Tuesday, and we think to ourselves, oh, my God, you know, like, he's just <laughs> gone a length and a half off the track record in the heat, and I'm thinking, oh, my God, you know. Yep. So we end up scratching out of that because of a broken toenail, and, you know. And in the trailing cup, you think he smashes the track record, and he comes out and smashes his head on the boxes at the start, and finally goes in the final and bombs it. Yep. He's a phenomenal animal. He's just a phenomenal animal. I mean, to do what he'd done is just ridiculous. I mean, that, that track record of Trailham is ridiculous. I mean, yep. that dog hadn't trialled for three months. Wow. Yeah, we weren't yep. allowed to trial him for three months. Yep. And yep. Um, I brought him back, and we brought him back, and he had five trials prior to that cup heat in yeah. three and a half, four months. Five yep. trials. That's it. And galloping here every day. That's yep. all he had. Yep. Yeah. And wow. to do what he did is just freakish. No dogs do that. Normal dogs don't do it. Yep. Yep. I think. Um. I think too. Obviously, you know, we we all know what he could do around one turn. But you know, I think for his, you know, I guess marketability and appeal at stud. I think the fact that you've got that win at Sandown, like on the board and in quick time, like he ran a, a twenty nine twenty eight. You know, yeah, exactly. did he have a, a fit after that race? Yeah, he did. Being that's when he got the three months. That's when he yeah, got the three months. Right. Yep. Um, the, the issue with that was, look, the thing was, the only reason why we took him there is because it was a bit of pressure. I mean, everyone was talking about, can he handle two turns? You know, he's showing us he's a great one-turn dog, you know, track dog. Yeah. Can he handle two? I knew damn well he could. Yeah. Our concern was the issue was that. Yes. Right, because I reckon the longer he had to exert himself, the more chance he was going to have to do it. Yep. And um, we hand-slipped him uh, two weeks prior to that race, post to post, and he went, the bloke said to me, mate, that's flying. I I can't remember the time. Anyway, he um, seized it on the hand-slip, and I thought, oh, my God. Oh, no. So we come home, we sat there, and I said to the owners and... Rates, I said, I don't think I want to go back. I said, I don't really want to go back. I said, I don't want to do that again. Anyway, we sat there and said, no, look, all right, we'll go on to hang back. We'll give him a full one out of the boxes. Anyway, we tried him and he went terrible. <laughs> I shouldn't say terrible, Dimity. He went 20, 29.86. Yep. Most people would say, oh, I'm left with that. He broke 30 first go. No, not with him. <laughs> I, I was expecting 50, 50 or better, right? Yeah. Yep. 
Um, he's gone 86, and I said to the owner, I said, mate, I'm disappointed. And he said, Mark, I'm gutted with it. I said, I know. I said, I am too. I said, but he just didn't handle the bend coming out. At that first turn, he just slipped. He just wasn't comfortable after it. And I said, so we let it, we procrastinated for a couple of days. Yep. <laughs> and we said, what do we do? And we go, oh, what are we going to lose? Let's do it. So we took him back. And that run was phenomenal. To miss the start and hit the pink dog as he came out and still cross that them bunch of dogs, and they were a good bunch of dogs for for free for all mixed at um, Sandown. Yeah. And to run what he did on his second 500, I mean, yeah, what can you say? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're right, like just what you were saying about him, um, like hitting the eight and that, like he won most of his races from not ideal draws either. Oh, no. He's won from every box, but the one he missed to start at Trailgun on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he's had a lot. He's had a lot of box fives and sixes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. I suppose now, yeah. obviously, you know, looking to the future, you you guys are standing him at stud, and you know, he's got all the attributes, obviously, you know, to make a great stud dog. He's got the great yeah. bloodlines, you know, a beautiful thirty-five kilo dog. For anyone, you yeah. know, obviously thinking about using him, what's he like personality-wise? Oh, uh, he's got the best. My wife went into the house the other day for the first time. He come in here, we were two cats. He flicked the ginger cat on his back and sniffed his belly and then walked away. And the black cat ran past him. He didn't even take any notice of him. He walked in, he laid on the bunk in the bed in the corner because we got two other greyhounds in the house. Yep. And he, and he went and laid in the corner in the bunk, on the bunk, and just laid there. Oh, beautiful. So, yeah, so look, yeah, he's, he'll adapt to home life, no dramas at all. But yep. look, the issue with it is with him at stud, um, firstly, he's a phenomenal animal. Secondly, the litter is spectacular. It's, yes. it's a fabulous litter. I mean, yeah, unleash Kalinda. He's just a freaky dog too. Yep. He's not as quick as his brother. I'll probably be biased here, but I reckon he's not. Um, <laughs> but he's a very good dog too. He holds a track record himself. So the litter yep. holds three track records, you know. So what can you say? The issue yep. is, is people going to use him because of his issue? Maybe they'll be hesitant. But I can say one thing, Dimity, from the bottom of my heart. If people don't use them, it's, use him, it's their loss. Yep. Paul Westerveld milked him the other day. That was the first time he got milked. And Rachel walked him in there and Paul said, what a magnificent looking dog. Yep. He's just a striking looking animal. I've got 14 dogs in the shed. You look at him and he's just chalk and cheese to the rest of them. He just, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, no, lovely. And he's going to be, is he, what's his fee again, sorry? Twelve fifty. Twelve fifty. Yep, and people can. Which, I've seen his Facebook page, so people can just contact you through there for straws. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yep. definitely. Yep. Yeah, no, beautiful. Yes, now, just, absolutely. Just on yourself and Rage, you just said you've obviously, you know, been training a while. What um, what first first got you into greyhound training? Well, my uncle had greyhounds many many years ago. Yep. And um, I used to go to the dogs with my uncles all the time when I was a kid. And I was working. We moved up to Maui and. Um, I was working at Repco and a bloke that used to own a um, service station there is Peter Longmore and the Longmore is a well known up in the Gippsland area. Anyway, he said, Mark, he said, I know you're interested in the dogs. He said, I'm going to lease one. And I come home and my wife said, hey, honey, you're just what? She goes, what? I'm going to have a greyhound. She goes, you're kidding me. We haven't even got a kennel to put him in. So, so the dog ran in the backyard with our Doberman for about five months until we could build a kennel for him. <laughs> 
<laughs> and that was the starter. That's, that's the drug addictor right there. That, oh, that was outstanding. It. Outstanding. Yeah. So you sort of just just try – like how did you learn how to – like obviously, you know, you, you learn off family, oh, but was there any, anyone like else? Everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> was it, it, uh, I'm getting flashbacks of the castle actually, the castle movie, just thinking about that. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And like, he used to run the backyard. We, we had a garden shit out the back and I, I barricaded it half off and mined it and had a door and a bit of a yard out in the front for him. Yep. And he'd go in there, he'd find during the day, as soon as you locked him up at night, he'd scream the joint down. <laughs> so we had to bring him inside so he'd sleep inside with a Doberman. Oh, mate, yep. ridiculous. Yep. But, but anyway, yeah, that's how we started off. Oh, so. excellent. <laughs> how did he go on the racetrack? Did you... Um, no, nah, look, he, he had, a, he had oh, I think it was 40 starts, and he had one win, and I think he had about 19 plays, and he, he used to just pull out of the boxes. Oh, yeah, right. And um, he used to fly home. His yeah. name was Intrigue. I'll never forget him. I yeah. love him. He was, yeah. he was my favourite. One oh, of my favourites, nice. definitely. Nice. What, um, what was that first win like? I mean, obviously, you know, we sort of all remember our first win, but, yeah, it must have been a yeah. nice accomplishment considering where you started. <laughs> I'll never forget it because it was pouring rain, right? Yep. It was a cranberry. It poured all day, and I said to my wife, I'm going to scratch him. I'm not going. And she goes, don't be bloody stupid, just go. So my stepdad and I threw him in the back of the old Falcon, still sat down. He was in the back seat with my, my stepdad so he wouldn't jump around. Yep. We get there, it poured. And I mean, it poured. He ran, I think he won in 32-12, which is one of the slowest wins I've ever seen at Cranbourne. But he won out of box six, and I'll never forget, I'm standing here drenched like a drowned rat with the photo and a big smile on my face. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yep. Yeah, but no, it, you'll never, I'll never forget it. I'll never yep. forget it. It's just, yeah. No, lovely. Now, who, um, like, was there any sort of, like, you know, through the years, and it can even be now, has there any been sort of any mentors or people you like to bounce ideas off? Um, well, Peter Giles was one. Oh, yeah. Peter, Peter was always approachable. You could yeah. always walk up to Peter and ask him anything, and he would never turn his back on you. He'd never, he'd never push you away. He, he'd answer whatever you asked him. Yeah, nice. Um, yeah, Dave Hodson was another one. Yep. Um, one of the best checkers ever, and um, that man would tell you anything you wanted to hear. Yeah, you, know, you ask him a question, he'd tell you. Yeah, lovely. Yeah, nice. Yeah. What, um, so, were there any particular pieces of advice that they gave you over the years that sort of stuck with you? Well, Peter Giles said to me once, he said, Mark, he said, when you go to Sandown, he said, don't get disheartened after the first disappointment. He said, keep going back because you will win one. Well, that dog, Mr. Audacious, yep. <laughs> he was my first, he was our first full city prize money winner. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, we won on Sundays and stuff like that, and we yeah. won at Meadows on a Wednesday, but never won at the Meadows on a Saturday, and we've never won at Sandown on a Thursday. Yeah, nice. And that, and that dog got us that as well. So, I mean, look, you know, Peter's um, advice, I never took it because I never kept going back because I used to get disappointed and think, oh, I'm not going down here to get Britons and, you know, Thompsons and Dailies <laughs> and, you know, getting me here, getting bowed and just coming home, two-hour drive, disappointed, you know, I'll just go down this road 20 minutes away and get disappointed there. So... <laughs> Yeah, so that's oh, how it rolled, but yeah, yeah. Nah, it's all good. Yeah, and was that, Tom, was that Warrigal St. Ledger, you know, obviously being a, a group three and, you know, your guys' first group win, was that obviously, you know, one if not the highlight of your training career so Oh, far? absolutely, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, it was a bit disappointing, actually, that whole, that whole saga because I don't know why, but Warrigal never really 
um, publicised that one for some reason. I don't know why. But they never had a rug. They never had a trophy. There was no yeah. rug or nothing for the dog. And I said to my wife and the owner, I said, bugger this. So we knew Vicky Larson, who does the rugs and stuff occasionally for trail, and then Warrigal, she used to. Um, we went and said, hey, Vicky, make us up a rug, will you? The 22nd... 20, uh, 2022 St. Ledger winner, were you, Mr. Audacious? Yep. She goes, yeah, no worries. So we got that done. We framed it. So it's up on the wall with his trophy and a picture of him going over the line. We didn't even get a photo because there's no photographer. Oh, brother. So we, we, we did a, a bit of a bodgy off his win at um, Trelgan and yep. we've just gone to put Warrigal St. Ledger on it. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I suppose so, yeah, you've got to improvise. It was just a bit disappointing <laughs> in that respect. It wasn't, um, yeah, it wasn't, yeah. I mean, I don't know why it was that way, but. Yeah, it is what it is, I suppose. Yeah, sure. I mean, people have only got to look at the, I guess, the field to see the caliber of dogs that he beat, like Kelsey oh, Bale, who was all, and Stella yeah. Dodger, and yep. yeah, Kelsey Bale, and yeah, I mean, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, no, and <laughs> I, like I remember, yeah, I remember the race well because I backed <laughs> Mister Audacious, yeah. and they never yeah. really sort of like you know they didn't really tip him or, or spoke about him, and I. You know, I wasn't sure whether it was because of the, you know, the fit thing that maybe they thought he, he wasn't going to go that good. I, I yeah. don't know. But, um, yeah, no, he definitely um, he definitely put himself on, on the map that night. And, you know, if that wins anything to go by, you know, like you said, people, you know, would be mad not to use him. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and we know he's not going to carry in his line. There's, no, there's nothing in his line at all, uh, epilepsy at all. Yep. He's the first dog in that line to seizure. So, you know... It's just unlucky he got the roll of the dice and, yeah, you know, yep. it is what it is. But, yeah, look, like I said, we're going to take the risk with him. But the owners went and bought a, a bitch for him to, to go with, the Fernando Bale bitch, and um, yep. we'll, we'll eventually breed with her with him and um, we're going to look for something else to breed with him as well. Yep. And we've had a few people ring up and inquire, you know, that yep. know, we know. And, yep. um, yeah, hopefully we get a few pups on the ground and people see how good he's going to be. Because he, he, he's got to throw a decent dog. He's just a freak of an animal. Yeah. So, and the litter's good too, Jimmy. He's not the only one. So he's not, oh, 100%. He's not the, yeah, he's not the one out of the box. You know, yeah. Unleashed Kalinda's a very smart dog. Too. He'll end up being a stud dog too probably. So, yep, yep. You yeah, know. definitely, definitely. Now, who else have you got in your kennel at the moment? Have you got anything else that's sort of coming through that um, you're looking forward to, to seeing what they can yeah, do? Yeah, We've got four puppies that are um, along the same line as his. Oh, no. Nice. Same, own, same owners, yeah. Yep. So they're Magic Sprites. They're coming along oh, nicely lovely. now. They're, yep. They're nearly 18 months old. So, uh, look, no, no Mr. Audacious amongst them. But <laughs> <laughs> which is a bit disappointing, but nah, look, they're, they're coming along nicely. They're going to be nice little dogs, you know. So they're probably yep. not going to be champions, but they're going to be nice little dogs. But it's just that pup wise, that's all we've got coming through. Yep. Yeah, nice. Now, what, um, I, I mean, I always ask people this question. Like, obviously, you know, you've knocked over a city race with Mr. Audacious and a, and a group win. Is there something else, you know, is there a particular race that you'd love to target if you get the right dog one day? Um, yeah, my local cup at Trail and Cup, and that's what yeah, we nice. <laughs> that's what we really focus on winning that one. You know, look, don't get me wrong, we all want to win a Melbourne Cup and Australian Cup. Yeah. I mean, that's 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 the ultimate. You know, and to be honest with you, if he didn't have them issues, he definitely would have won one. And um, you know, we'll never know. Um, it's a shame. Yep. He's a, he's a million dollar dog that never got to win a million bucks. So yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Well, you, you, yeah. you like. Like I said, his record speaks for itself. Considering he had the issues and he was only beaten oh, four times, like it's yeah. pretty good. <laughs> well, when we when we when he won that big breed as a Trailgan, um, and for some reason I don't know why, when when the nominations come out for the Trailgan Cup, 
um, it said on there normally it says maidens ineligible, right? When you go to Nama Dog. For some reason, that Trelgan Cup, which was the first one on the new J track, did not have that on there. So I went in, we went in there just to nom him to see whether it let us nom him. And it let us nom him as a maiden for the Trelgan Cup. Oh, so right. So we all sat there and thought, do we have a crack at it? <laughs> and because um, <laughs> he trialled 21.58. Yep. Right. Prior to the Cup. And I thought, we're going to have a crack at this. I mean, that was nearly the crack. Well, it practically was a track record at the time yep. when he trialled it. And I thought, do we? Anyway, we tried him again. He had a little bit of a turn. What did I see? It just it didn't pull up real good. And I thought, nah, nah, let's not do it. Let's not do it. We don't want to trigger anything stupid and yep. ruin his career at the start. So we hang off, hung off, and then we put him in the big breeders. And he went within a toenail of Typhoon Sammy's record anyway. Yeah, right. In that. So, you yeah. know, in the old days, it would have been an equal track record. But because we've got that 1,000, 100 thousands of a second or whatever it is now. Yeah, that's it, right. It pushed him up to the next one. So Ah, uh, yep. yep. Yeah. So he's a, he was a, he's one, ten, one tenth off the track record. So. Yep. Yep. So did you, yeah, so, did you guys yeah. know when he was about to have a seizure? Was it like immediately? No, or never knew. You never, never saw knew? it coming. Yeah. No. Okay. We, yeah. we tried working it out. I documented every run he had, and we kept documenting it, and it worked out roughly about nine or ten. Yep. Trials and races. Sure. Is when yeah. he did it, but the Sandown one was the one that was scary because he did it two runs after. Right. <laughs> right, yep. and that's when we said straight up, the five hundred is going to be a big issue. Yep. Yep. Because he can't, because he's he's trying to suck air for so long. Yeah, and that's, that's what John right. said to, said to us. He said that's going to be your biggest issue is whether he can still keep sucking enough air for five hundred meters. Yep. And and that obviously he can't. So yeah, you know, but you know things happen. Yeah, things happen for yep. for a reason, I suppose. And. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just shame, just a shame. What was um like? What you know? Again, I'm just thinking for anyone that you know may end up having a dog that you know has these sort of issues and and doesn't really know what to do. Obviously, we have on track vets, etc. But you know, yep. what did you guys do immediately once you knew he was having one? That he what? Sorry. That what? Like what sort of treatment do you have to give them when you know that they're like about to have one? Um, nothing. There's nothing you, you can't do. do anything. Just, yeah, okay. No, you, you just let it happen. And um, look, the thing is with him, he, he seizure lasts twenty to thirty seconds. Oh wow, is that all? Yeah, that's all. Yeah, um, right. I pick him up. So, so the last one he had, which is a trial in the other week, we, we trialed him. Yep. And it was number nine, and I was expecting it to happen, but I didn't expect to get the response from JRV. But we did, so we just got a ride with it. But. Um, I picked him up, and there's a grass area probably 15 metres away from where he done it. Yep. I picked him up, I stood him up, and then I walked him to the wash bay. Yeah, right. That's the effect it has on him. Yep. So Rachel took him into the, the vet who was still on track because it was after the race meeting we trialled him. Sure, yep. She looked at him and she said, I couldn't even tell he had one. Yeah, right. I said, well, you never can. You never can tell when he's had one. Yeah. And look, I can bring him home. We can bring him home. Give him his dinner, and when you go out to the last empty out, he jumps around like a ticket. So, you know, <laughs> it, it doesn't affect him at, at all. It does not affect him. I mean, he gallops the next day. I put him in the run, and he just goes like a nut, running yep. up and down. And Yep. 
Yeah. And it's not like make him run. I just put him in there because he wants to go there. So we just put him in there and let him do what he wants to do. And he goes running up and down and, and that's the day after. Yep. Yep. So that's the effect it has on him. So, look, it doesn't affect him. He, <laughs> and, like, if it did affect him, he wouldn't run as quick as he does. Oh, 100%. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yep. He gets quicker. He's been getting quicker and quicker and quicker. <laughs> and, like, he's just turned three. He's not even three years old yet. It's three in April. Yep. So he's not even at his peak yet. As a, as a racing greyhound. Yep. And, um, yeah. Yeah. No, that's <laughs> it, all good. That's yeah, I, I just sort of, like, I wanted to ask because, I, you know, I just wanted people to understand, A, if they've got a dog that, you know, may have, you know, similar instances. And, you know, touch wood, I don't hear of that many, but I, I know that it yeah. does happen. There's a few. There's a few getting around. But... Yeah. And, you know, also yeah. if, you know, people are thinking of using him at stud to know the extent of what it was like. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, oh, honestly, I don't think it's hereditary in the fray. John John Newell doesn't believe it will. He yep. said he's just unlucky. He's been dealt a card. He's got a soft soft trick here, and that's all there is to it. He yep. said, Mark, he's not the first or last that's ever going to have one. That's right, exactly. He said, because he's not an epileptic. He said, you could try all the epileptic, epileptic drugs on him. Yep. Because we're going to try a trial some with him as in trials to see if it stopped it. Yep. He said, you're wasting your money and your time because they will not stop what he's got. Yep. Yep. He says it's an oxygen issue, not an epilepsy issue. Yep. So I believe that, man. He's been doing dogs for 42 years. He's seen it all. Oh, man. 100%. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, we drove We drove uh, 12 hours ago. I see him at Wagga. And oh, wow. <laughs> it was worth the trip. It was worth the trip. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Greyhound Girl podcast and for your ongoing support of not only this podcast but of Greyhound Racing in general. Remember, you can follow Dimity at the Greyhound Girl on Facebook.